0: Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So, real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just want to let you know what this show is about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook. Where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars, when reality is that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're gonna pay bills, trying to figure out if you're gonna make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is gonna help move you forward or if they're really gonna bring you down. Really, anything goes in these conversations. And you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your water, grab your tea, whatever it is that you enjoy, and a pen and paper, because you're about to take some notes. Also, be sure to share this out. Oh, here comes my guest. Talk to you soon. Quick shout out to our sponsor, StupidEasy.com. StupidEasy.com is a new online course platform where you can easily upload and sell your online courses without having to be tech savvy and without them taking a cut of your sales. Discover more at stupideasy.com and we'll have a link in the show notes for you. Tell me a little bit about yourself because I know that I see you online here and there in a couple groups. I think we're in a couple groups together on the Facebook. Mm -hmm. And this is my chance to actually like really be able to sit down and hang out with you. Right. (laughs) Be able to like get to know you a little bit better. (laughs)
1: Right. Well, I um, I think that we met in Leah Calmacus's group in Freelance to Freedom. Yeah, that, that whole community is such a a big part of what how I got here. Um, it was where, honestly, a ton of my early clients came was from meeting people in that group. I think what Leah has. Um, cultivated there is really interesting because it's it's kind of for people that are still on the newer journey you know the the early side of the journey but they really there's a group of people there that really are like okay i want to make this a business yeah do everything like up and up you know it's like all the the policies and the taxes and email everybody's doing everything with best best practices and um it's just a really great you know, think tank of people. But I, I think that's where we met um, her her classes in the beginning um, about uh, designing your customer experience is a huge part of why I, you know, I, some of my first clients that I onboarded through her process are still clients today, like four years later. Wow. Um, because it, it's just gone really well. <laughs> you know, working with me has gone really well. And I mean, obviously I had to do the work, but you know, they were impressed from day one because of what she put into place. So I cannot sing her praises enough. But, um, yeah. you know, in general, what I do, um, I started as uh, just sort of selling, you know, my skills to like local nonprofits. I was doing, I worked in nonprofit uh, and I was doing communications and kind of um, some, you uh, you know, marketing stuff, social media management and email marketing kind of grassroots sort of stuff. Everybody pitches in all hands on deck, you know? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I would really like to like, it, to run a business. I, my parents did not have like typical nine to five schedules. And so that always appealed to me. And, um, and I just started like throwing, the bread out on the water you know <laughs> and Leah gave me like a framework to run in and so I started as a VA uh you know social media management kind of admin VA stuff these days I am full time in my business um well I you know I keep part time hours cuz I have a kid but you know I'm sure. completely self employed and um I focus mainly on email marketing these days so it really has just evolved into you know, I kind of did whatever I could to get some clients and get my feet wet to I do whatever hell I want now, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's really cool. That That's, you bring up some great points there. Um, one is the power of a Facebook group. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's just amazing because before I started my business, I, I was on Facebook, but it was for friends and family and mm-hmm. posting pictures and seeing, you know, what people are up to. And now after starting my business, it's like, there's all these groups that I'm in, and I've met amazing people who have become clients, close friends, um, yeah. resources that are just so valuable. And it, it just—it's crazy to think about how it's evolved over time.
1: I know sometimes I go down the scary rabbit hole of—I'm a Type A person, so I tend to kind of go down the rabbit hole of like yeah. everything. <laughs> like, what's the worst case scenario? But I sometimes I think like, man, how would I have started a business without? that community there and then i think yeah. well i just would have found you know where everybody else was hanging out
0: otherwise exactly. you
1: know but um it's it's just such an interesting like time in history it really is because you just you know wake up and say eh, i'm gonna go start a business okay cool yeah. and kind of the infrastructure is like there i mean it takes a lot of hard work and you know that yep it's a lot of you know self-awareness of what services i'm good at and where I can tighten up, you know, customer experience and those things. But you can just like wake up in the morning and be like, yeah, it sounds good. I'll start a business.
0: Yeah. And you know what, uh, what I love about what you keep bringing up so early on is the customer experience. Cause that's what I'm all about and how you started with the, the admin with a VA, but you started like mm-hmm. we all do as an entrepreneur. We all start this way is we try to do whatever we can just to get the work. And just give mm-hmm. clients. And then over time, we realize, at least we all hope we realize, <laughs> that we start narrowing it down and start getting into a a, a focus, a niche area that mm-hmm. you really can hone in on.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. Like I I this is not gonna sit well with you, but <laughs> I hate WordPress. Can't stand oh, yeah the dashboard like it stresses me out you know i use squarespace on my own it's like not my passion you know i just i um so that was the first thing i did was just i had a couple of clients first year in business and i was just miserable and that was the first thing i did was have the courage to say on my services page no wordpress here's who i recommend for that you know yeah and just that little step honestly i had People fill out my hire form just to tell me off that I wasn't offering it. Sure. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it got, it was a little dicey there in the beginning. <laughs> but I, then I think, well, I don't want to work with somebody that thinks they can yell at me anyway. Exactly. You know? So I have found, I, I wouldn't even, even though I, I hear people say niche, I wouldn't even have said that in the beginning. I just would have said, don't do things I don't want to do. Yep. Um, and, you know, I don't know if I'm a spoiled bread or what, but, but, uh, it, it, it also kind of weeded out, I think, I think as you start to say, like, these are the kinds of things that don't fill me with joy, you realize there's probably other reasons, you know, the, the, the type of person who needs certain things, you know, might not be the person that you feel jazz working with. I, I think sometimes that tends to happen. Like you learn more about it, like holistically when you just sort of say, okay, I'm going to pause on this. This path, you know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, definitely no. And you nailed it right there because of the fact, like, I mean, one, so powerful the fact that you took it upon yourself to say no, but here's a resource, and mm-hmm. I'm huge on that because you know, and I've shocked some clients before because they've wanted to work with me, and even mm-hmm. though I could have done it, for example, there was there was a client who wanted website help which Mm -hmm. i'm not a coder but i love helping with websites especially wordpress and and (laughs) you know with the right tools i can make it work and i can Mm -hmm. make people actually be okay with it you know maybe even love it but that's a stretch um and (laughs) when it came down to this website though that the client wanted they wanted this big e-commerce part so a shopping on there and Mm -hmm. that is totally outside of my zone like i can i can do some good um Workarounds for digital products, but what mm-hmm. they needed was a full-on expert on e- e-mark or um, you know shopping carts, e-commerce, yeah, yeah, e-commerce. Yeah. And so I told I told them, you know, I said I would love to work with you, but I'm going to have to refer you to so and so because that is their specialty and that's that's a better choice for both of you. And yeah, yeah. at first, she was a little shocked and was kind of like, wait what's wrong with this person? Like, why are you pushing me to somebody else? And it was like, no, that's totally not, you know, what it was. This is, I'm doing you a favor to make sure you get in the right hands because people Mm -hmm. are used to others referring them. You know, know it. it's kind of weird to say that, but it's true. And so, um, afterwards she was so impressed after our phone call and was in love with the recommendation that I gave her and gave me a great review. And it was just, it was so nice. And it's such a great example of, you know, the power of being able to refer and being okay with, you know what, I have to say no to this, but here's a resource for you. Yeah. versus Just saying, no, I can't help you.
1: <laughs> I know, you know, a couple months ago, um, Seth Godin. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know this. He came and did a talk in, I, I live in Buffalo, New York and he came oh, and yeah. I didn't know that he was from here you know, he went to high school, uh, here and everything. And so he came back as, you know, a favorite of some family or something, but he did this talk and, and so of course, you know, I got like my seat and I'm ready to go and everything. <laughs> and he, he totally wowed me because he said in that, that, um, that having a good customer experience is a form of empathy. Yes. That when, when you think about customers or people, and you think about doing the best thing for them, and you think about, you know, I have, I get back to them in a certain amount of time because that's how I would want to be treated, and um, and I had never thought about it like that. You know, I felt in tune with the idea of wanting a good customer experience, but I, I am, uh, I think the people that know me the best would describe me as like painfully honest yeah. <laughs> to to like a fault because I I cannot. I, I just, it's just something about me. I can't like deal. And, um, if everybody kind of like doesn't know my cards on the table, you know, and, and so I never, um, like take on a job if I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable, just like you're saying, you know, and, and it actually in the end, even though sometimes it doesn't feel great in the moment, it's the most empathetic option. And it is the, the option that gets people I have clients a lot, just like what you're saying, like they leave you a review, they send people back to you and, and, uh, I'll have people that come to me and say, so-and-so sent me here because I just need like an honest answer. I I don't know like what the decision is and can you help me come to a decision? And, you know, sometimes I will jump on the phone. Sometimes I charge, sometimes I don't, depending on, you know, what that looks like, but, but you know, it really, it's just about remembering like, we're all people just trying to live life
0: exactly and that's the key right there is talking to people talking as if you're talking to people Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether you're online or in person we're all people and we want to just know the truth because there's so much out there especially with social media and online there's Mm -hmm. so much out there that's not giving us the full details and that's not showing us the real stuff and that's why people are naturally attracted to those who are telling them the real thing, even if yeah. it hurts a little bit, they still need to know it.
1: I don't know. I was on the phone with a client today and I was like, listen, at the risk of being too forward, I gotta tell you what I think. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was decision time, you know? And I was yeah. like, I don't know if it, sorry, I hear my kid out there, if you can hear him yelling. But I was like, I don't know if this is what you wanna hear, but I have to tell you this because this is what's best for you and that's why you pay me. I find myself Love saying it. that often. You know, because of that, I can't sit on this information. I I think I do sort of feel very comfortable. um, Whatever your thing is, whoever you are, right? You're like, you know, websites made stupid easy and all that stuff. Like, whatever your thing is, I feel terribly comfortable kind of sitting in the seat of, you know, two entrepreneurs are off to the side talking, mostly in my case, women entrepreneurs. They feel stuck. And one of them says, just go ask her she'll tell you. I feel comfortable being like the compass of like, hey, I don't really know, but kind of here's the best practice and check out this person, right? Go to, you know, go do this free HubSpot class, you know, whatever it is, saying go, you know, this is what is out there. I I just think it's fun to talk about business, you know?
0: Me too. Yeah, that's why we get along so well. And because you're you're a New Yorker, so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Where are you again?
0: I'm in California but I oh, have funny. an I always tell people I have an uh an east coast heart like <laughs> I love New York and I get every time when I used to work at Apple I used to get all the New Yorkers and we'd hang out for you know a half hour just talking and hanging right. while I'm trying to sell them a phone That is <laughs> so it, funny. It was a blast and it's just it's always like that so it's fun and you know that's that's the thing you know I just had a meeting myself with a uh, uh, a marketing advisor from the small business development center Uh and such an amazing resource and they're, they're free and they're all over the place. And it was fantastic because we just, we hung out for a good hour and a half talking, not just about specific marketing for stupid easy, but just talking about business in general and, Mm -hmm. you know, our, our, our likes and dislikes for how things work. And we talked about, you know, um, when working with a client sometimes that, you know, you, they come to us because we're the expert and they' they're paying for us to deliver something but then there's those times when they don't want to hear what we have to say and it's hard mm-hmm. to get them to convince them that it's the right thing you know whether it's a, a copy edit or a change on the website or you know fixing the product or actually speaking to the person as if they're a person versus just having you know right, a bot or something like it's, it's <laughs> little things that, you know, that really do make a difference. And so we just had this great conversation and then it developed into, you know, other things about business and workshops and maybe having me do some workshops in the local area. So it, cool. it was just so much fun. And that's just like, it takes me to the next level because it's just, you know, you're not getting paid for it. You're just enjoying having that conversation and educating people on business.
1: You know, and like the money would come, right? You would yes. you would meet someone who knows someone who needs you, and I, you know, I think, I think a couple things as I hear you say that. I always, anytime people say like, "How did you do that?" Just go start a business, right? Like people in like my yep. personal life. I think, I always have to come back to insight and self awareness because if you don't know something, you have to want to go learn it. Like there's yes. a difference. I think a lot of people you know there's a low barrier to entry i think in our space for the most part and so people kind of jump in which thank god because it's how i got started but you know people jump in and it's kind of like i want to work it from home which i mean hello i'm raising my hands like yeah (laughs) pajamas coffee like no big deal right i'm I'm on that train but there has to be some level of like i just want to talk about this stuff more you know for me i I have, um, you know, I have a masters and I was, you know, kind of like mid-level at nonprofits running stuff. And, you know, I like had this thing I was doing that was not necessarily associated with what I'm doing now, but I I switched to a new role at a different nonprofit and I was kind of like, it was bigger. So I was overseeing people doing the social media posts, overseeing like the content other people were creating it. And I was, you know, talking to them about how instead of doing and so that was one of the things was like I kind of just miss that I don't I'm not ready for that to like not be a part of my life right um and that's sort of how I got started was like a love of storytelling and testing what lands with people and communicating a mission and like that will always be my roots and that's that's how you're successful if you just like what you're doing. I also happen to like get to lay in bed till yeah. time my baby, you know, yeah. so I mean, that's pretty cool too. But I think it's just, you have to go back to like, why, you know? And so for you wanting to talk about these concepts is the key to longevity, I think.
0: Yeah, no. And and it's so true. And that's the beauty of this. Cause you know, it is hard. I mean, <laughs> you mm-hmm. might've seen posts last week, but last week it was just like, there's a time. There's those times where you just want to curl up, hide underneath the covers, and say, "I can't do this anymore," or "I'm yeah. not. I just am not motivated right now to do this." And you know, for me, even to say that at those times is hard because I, I mean, I've always had this like extreme level of energy and uh, wanting to talk about business till the end of the world and. <laughs> For me to be down and out like that it it takes a toll on me and then i remember it's gonna pass and thankfully i have these communities online these facebook groups and people that i connect with that get it that will help bring me up because i've brought help brought them up and it, it's this whole teamwork equals success that i always talk about and
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just it's a beautiful thing because we all know something and we all have our own journeys and we know what has worked for us and what we know what hasn't worked for us and by sharing that and connecting more with people we all work together and understand because certain things that worked for you may not work for me but if i know a little bit about that it might spark something else
1: yeah yeah i think um in those moments the biggest thing for me is like answering without judgment but with help you know, because I think sometimes you'll find yourself masterminding with people that will say, well, you should have done this. Right. And it's not super helpful in that time, even though like, I think there is a, there is a time for that uh, reflection and that self-awareness again, but that happens like after you kind of wallow for a second. Yep. Um, and for me, like I, I hear you this last week, you know, it's just that thing, like it ebbs and it flows and that you have, three clients at once who, you know, like come out of the woodwork and it, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Everything kind of happens in stages. I think sometimes, I don't know why, um, yeah. but uh, I could have a few reasons if I thought about it, I guess, <laughs> a few <laughs> hypotheses, but um, I think it's getting easier. Like the longer I do this, they, yep. they're not, I don't fall as far when I like fall into the you know, the entrepreneur pit sure. <laughs> the, yeah. the wall of the pool or something. Um, I, it's not as deep, but it's still, you know, it happens.
0: Oh yeah. And everything and, is
1: so intensely personal and you, you know, you're so in it that it's just hard sometimes.
0: Well, yeah. And remind me how long have you been um, doing your current business?
1: Yeah, I've been full time uh, for about two and a half years before that, about two years, you know, freelancing nights weekends kind of thing so four years ish
0: okay and how do you manage like your projects like what are you using a project manager a management system or
1: it's my favorite thing to talk about
0: <laughs> I love it
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I recently last July I found a new tool I was looking for this one thing to solve my problem and I found uh, a Zendu which no one ever talks about I but don't
0: think I know that one.
1: I know. The interface looks a lot like Asana and it's just like this French a bunch of French people sitting in a room, like these guys and gals that like built this really cool tool. And uh it's supposed to be from A to Z. It like gives you Zen or something. Is there I, I jumped on the phone once and they I was like, What is this name? Um a Zendu D-O-O. But um I was on Asana and you know I had all my clients in there in different workspaces or whatever and after I had a baby, my brain went mushy. And like, I didn't really think that mom brain was a thing until I was <laughs> there. There's like, and I like read stuff and it really like your brain goes like to a different place. It's like crazy. Sure. And because you're like focused on like keeping your baby alive. You can't think about anything else. And so I used to be this super elephant never forgets sharp person. And I was just could not keep track of all of the dates and stuff. Yeah. So what I was able to do, which um the other tools kind of weren't letting me do was all the things I needed recurring posts because I found them a little spotty on Trello. It was like I needed very specific things, and this let me uh, hack everybody into like their own space inside of one workspace. So when I log in in the day, I see every client, it's a different color, but I look at the calendar and it's everything that has to happen today. Nice, across all of my clients instead of. You know, this client's on Basecamp. This one's on Trello. Right. These four are on Asana. Like This one uses a Google sheet. Like yes. Instead of having to like, go to every one of those places because VAs are amendable and flexible and you know go into your space, right? As sure. I, um, I moved as many clients as I could into my space, and then I just sort of, you know, I'm on the phone and make my own to-do list as we talk about our plans for the week. So I see everything in one place. And I wake up in the morning, I don't have to think and go search. because oh, um, so things nice. were like creeping up on me as soon as my brain went mushy. I don't, I was not expecting mushy brain yeah. thing. So it, it keeps me, keeps me going. Anyway, that's a long answer too. No, and I can talk more about this. It, it's,
0: <laughs> it's a good answer. And now of course, I'm gonna have to go research that more and look at no. how I can make that work for me if I need to.
1: <laughs> well, you're on Dubsado, right?
0: Yeah, I love Dubsado. I have Dubsado and Trello, even though I know Dubsado is gonna have Trello, or it has Mm -hmm. Trello cards now, but Mm -hmm. you know, I did the whole, um, I had actually did Asana, doesn't work for me. The user interface just was not what Mm -hmm. I needed. And I tried a few others. um, And then finally I went back to Trello and that was like amazing. And I just, one whole day I just went in and just created everything I needed. It was fantastic.
1: It's interesting because Zendu is a lot cleaner, I find, and okay. uh, than Asana, but it it mm-hmm. operates much the same. And I had a lot of clients that I was like, "Hey, this is up to you, but I'm moving spaces. Do you want to come with me?" Yeah. And um, the ones that were like really resistant to Asana moved right into Zendu for some reason. I think having like one space, and because because they have one project and it's just one long to-do list that were. Uh, using okay. so as you're completing stuff, you know, it, it at first it might feel a little bit messier, but like, but you should actually be completing stuff. Like, why stepping right. it? You know, I think it brought to our attention when things are overdue because they're not hiding in like sub sub tasks right. like inside of different projects. You know, it brought things to light. Um, so, it actually, I had a lot of clients that were like, man, I really just did not like Asana because it cleans it up and there's not like, you know. You can't get lost in that because you can go on like infinitely. Sure, <laughs> it's it a little stressful, I think, in Asana sometimes to figure out where everybody left off. But Sato is still on my mind, though. I have to. I can't oh, jump.
0: Yeah, it's every it... time
1: they do a stink and sale on that Lifetime thing. I'm like, ah, I can't <laughs> jump until I see the project management because it is my whole thing.
0: Sure, sure. And how do people find out about you? Is it just in Facebook groups or referrals or how does that work?
1: You know, I I figured it out in 2016. I was gonna, I, I still have this on my plate to talk about how I find people in Facebook groups. And so I counted everybody that filled out my hire form, and they tell me where they heard about me. Nice. 54% of them, 54% in 2016 was Facebook, and okay. you know the rest of that um, overwhelmingly is SEO, just people coming to sure. me um but it is you know it is referrals i think referrals are still my my lowest uh number of leads but highest quality probably
0: yeah And, and you know that that sounds about right and that's pretty typical you know i think what happens a lot of the time is we all fall into this this thinking that we have to create these Facebook ads, we have to do the, the, the Instagram ads and all these other ad platforms and Google ads mm-hmm. and all this stuff because we just need to get out there and we need to get numbers. But what do those numbers mean if they don't convert, right? And, right. and people forget, and, and I'm guilty of this at times too, we forget that if we just focus on the, connecting with the people we already know and the people that are paying attention to us, and get those referrals then that's still the strongest form of advertising that we can ever do that we didn't pay for mm-hmm. you know and i think that's that's something mm-hmm. that we just forget because i i guess maybe because the the ads on like say facebook are so cheap that they're it's like well why not spend 5 dollars today and right. versus waiting for a referral but it's something that i find very interesting with marketing and not paying attention enough to the referrals and yeah. how, you know, i um, I hate to say it, but even sometimes people don't have to have a website, even though I'm really big on it. And you should have your own online space. There are people that have a business that don't have a website because they're too busy with their work from referrals.
1: Right. Right. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I think, um, in general, I sort of, lean toward there really are no shoulds, you know, right. because can look differently. Because yep. um, a VA should offer WordPress, but somehow I'm like still here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> apparently not. Um, but yeah, I think it's about doing things on purpose. And when you're like throwing money, the, the truth is that every dollar that goes out is money that isn't coming home to feed my son. Yeah. you know i still am acutely aware of that so if i'm throwing money at ads that don't that aren't going anywhere you know or aren't attracting the right audience because i haven't you know niched down enough and thought too much about exactly who i'm going after that's the pro- you know that is a problem
0: definitely and and when you're so you're working with clients and you're mm-hmm. they're finding you through referrals and through facebook now are you primarily on Facebook or are you doing, you know, the whole Instagram, Twitter, and all that? Like, where's your, your social media platform of choice?
1: Well, that's a whole nother shoulds. I don't have a Facebook page for my business. And sometimes it's a little awkward because, um, like I'll do a summit, let's say, and they want a link to Facebook and they can't. Um, so recently, uh, last year I started with a friend and then it became just mine, a Facebook group. And I sort of rebranded it and stuff. And it has a new focus. But um, I have a Facebook group that I'm in a lot. But for me, I think Instagram works really well. Because, you know, if I'm trying to tell someone about my coaching packages, the best thing they can see is me living my life with my son.
0: Sure. And
1: um, they can, you know, see that like it totally is possible and I'm just like a normal person who you know takes pictures of my kid doing crazy things and I just happen to be able to be with him every day you know so yeah so Instagram uh, and Twitter I think are the places I, you know sort of hung out the most um, in the beginning in the last year or so Facebook group I, I you know I, I wanted to I saw a lot of groups closing down I yep. saw a lot of which is a whole other conversation I saw a lot of groups limiting um, you know, kind of the, the promo posts, which were the big meat of the right. in the beginning. So I just jumped in and thought, all right, well, I'll, you know, add a space to the mix where people can come together and, and find each other. So um, right now, I think it's a lot of idea sharing uh, yeah. with the type of person that's there, but, you know, we'll see where it goes in the future. Yes. Yeah. being a part of the conversation, kind of giving back.
0: No, definitely. And is there any particular reason why you don't have the Facebook page?
1: You know what? I would honestly probably say like fear in the beginning. And then it just became what I do. I was really, you know, I don't know if this like, isn't, you know, I don't know. This is real talk. I don't know if this is very like PC, but I think I was like, you know, I have a master's degree. I, I had friends <laughs> that would make fun of me for the word assistant, like with a master's. Degree. And so I kind of just like ran my business and like didn't talk about it where people in my real life saw that. Yeah. That to me felt really, I just was not ready to have a conversation. I think now I'm at the place where I have some things that would be nice to be able to push in front of you know, a certain audience and that kind of thing with ads and I don't have the access to that for my own business. Um, so it's on, it's, it, you know, it's coming, but I, I honestly think it was just in the beginning, it was fear. Yeah. As, as you know, real or shameful or whatever as that conversation is, it just is what it is. Um, and then, and then it just became, all right, well that's just, I just like don't have time to think about how to, to leap. And now my mindset is at a place where I, would feel comfortable with it but i just have not you know invested the time so it's just kind of been i'm not i don't do that after yeah. a yeah you know? no
0: and you know that that is perfect before i go to my next point let me ask you also when you started the business did you start just by word of mouth or did you have your website up and running or your instagram up and running and then go from there
1: Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Don't ask me this question. <laughs> I you know, I I don't remember where it came from, like which TV show or something, but the thing about the first pancake, or maybe Gilmore Girls, I don't know. You throw out your first pancake because it's always so kind of gross, you know. <laughs> um, my yeah. I don't know why, and I do not know why, but my husband is a is a musician and he has he's like a published composer, like for real, for real. And nice. then he Teachers Pay Teachers is like an e-commerce shop where teachers just buy each other's lesson plans basically. And so I had him set up on there. And for some reason we had this website where like it we have the same like initials. So it was like jdejardin.com, and it was both of us. Like it was like this portfolio site where we each had like a page. I can't, I can't okay. even, I don't think I've ever told anyone this <laughs> and so that's where I sent people in the beginning um, I was making connections in Facebook groups. I got hooked up with um, like a VA staffing agency in the beginning. That's where I got uh, my my first three or four clients. I tried out with them um, over the course of probably a year or so. And then I moved on uh, to my own stuff. But um, when I would meet people, I would send them to like this portfolio page on this random website and you know, I mean, hey, it worked out. I guess. Yeah,
0: that that that's the thing. That's why I asked because what's so interesting, again, you know, going back to the the shoulds or whatever, you know, it it just naturally flows. And mm-hmm. while while it is, it would be nice to start out right away with with your website and blah blah blah. You don't have to, and that that's the beauty of it. And you know, the fact that you even had a page to send people to is nice it doesn't matter how great it is you you at least have something to send them to yeah
1: yeah and then it evolved you know it became well then I had a a list of the types of tools I had been learning yep and then it became you know my husband got the boot and had to go get his own website (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know and it just sort of expanded and expanded you know to then each service had a page right it just kind of grew from there. I didn't have a blog in the beginning, so then the blog became, you know, a part of it. The URL changed, but I still technically am on that same site. It's the same Squarespace plan. It's yeah. just, it's just grown, you know, from there. Man, actually now I wish I could see it. And it that's
0: a beautiful thing. And, and that's what I wanted to uh, bring up the point there is that you you've evolved over time and mm-hmm. that a website's never done it's never perfect that's why I tell mm-hmm. clients all the time I change my website all the time just when I think it's nice I'm like <laughs> oh let me fix this because I'm constantly this is garbage yeah because I'm <laughs> constantly thinking about the user experience and I'm trying to think okay you know how can I make this easier for them where can I do, you know bring them the information they need without having to go search for it too much you know and
1: and then inevitably someone will send me an email and be like, I just have to tell you, I was just on your website and it is gorgeous. I mean, like, well, I just told my husband this thing was garbage. Yep. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Yeah. And
0: you know, with the Facebook page too, it's okay if you don't have one. What is nice about it, um, having one, and, and this is just, I'm just going to put this out there because I, I'm on this this really big feature of a facebook page is that you not only have somewhere to send them of of course if they're on social but there's the reviews tab and i Mm -hmm. don't know if you've heard me talk about this or seen it but i think it's one of the strongest features of a facebook page that people don't utilize enough Mm -hmm. and what's beautiful about it is you can turn it on and it's almost like your mini Yelp, right? You you can have yeah. people just review. But what's cool about it is it actually gives you a direct URL, a, a web address that you can then, this is what I've done, add it to your website and say, if you'd like to write a review, click here. Oh, I didn't then, know that. Yeah. And then they'll be taken straight to your Facebook page to the review section. To the
1: review section, huh.
0: Where they can write a review. And then the other beautiful thing about that is if I'm somewhat interested in learning about your services, but I wanna see what other people are saying, you could link to that and that's your social proof. And so what I've done is encourage people to share their reviews over there because I'll get emails and text messages and things uh, you know, with the reviews in them and I'm like, these are awesome, but I want you to be able to post it because then people can see that they're real and it's not just me making it up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, now let me ask you this, because I see a lot of talk in Facebook groups about what happens when you have the one crazy client (laughs) who leaves you, you know, oh I shouldn't say crazy, but somebody that you just can't come to a resolution with.
0: Yep. And
1: what happens?
0: That's a great question because I actually had that uh somebody asked that when I was promoting you you know, the reviews tab. Mm -hmm. And and you know, to be honest, thankfully I haven't had that yet. Do yeah. I anticipate that coming? Of course, because anytime you open up the doors for reviews, doesn't matter how good you are, there's going to be somebody. Chances are it's a troll, not somebody you actually have worked with. It will just be one of those online trolls that want to drop in their two cents and make it because yeah. they think it's funny or whatever. Um, with that being said, that you can report your comments. Or, or any comment on Facebook, but you can report those reviews and then Facebook is the one that can remove them. So yes, you may have a a Bad review, but what I always counter with because it, again, it goes back to like you mentioned before the, the fear that you know of putting it out there or having that there. I mean, we do that. With our products our services, even thinking about starting a business, you know, we always have that fear of, well, what's going to come next. Uh, whether it's good mm-hmm. or bad <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and with the reviews tab um, what uh, what I like to counter with is well th- yes there's that fear of having that one bad review but look at the opposite how many people are you saying no you can't give me the good the goods you can't share right. the the change the impact that I've made on your life and in your business and right when you look at it that way then it's like okay that one bad review i really don't care because you know how it went down if they're a client of course right and at the same time most people are smart enough to realize that especially if there's other reviews on there um that there's times where someone's just ranting because they want to rant Mm -hmm. versus this is actually a solid review That I'm gonna follow through with, you know, Um, and maybe that's because, and maybe I have that perspective just because I've come from the retail background. I've had the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the surveys and things like that, and you know, and and I've had those customer um, experiences that it wasn't necessarily from working with me, but because they started with me, I got that, I got my name attached to it. And it could have been something that happened with somebody else, you know, that right, um, right. my nine to five. So, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that you're always taking a chance, but it's just like business. You're it's always all
1: a chance. Yeah.
0: It, <laughs> yeah. You know, you could get an email with somebody ranting. Um, yes. It's not public, but still you're still going to feel the same way. So.
1: Right. And it still could be, I mean, cause you can yeah. respond. I always think about that if I have, somebody that's unhappy, which honestly, like you said, is rare, but it happens. It just happens. Yep. Um, and, and the same on Facebook, you can respond publicly. I have seen in a big, one of the big, big Facebook groups, uh, 80,000 people or something, they were talking, um, Some a lot of them are artists and some of their competitors, like you said, are like leaving fake, poor reviews. Yep. I find myself, if I'm on Etsy or I'm on Amazon, I... Personally, as a rule of thumb, go to the one stars, read them yeah. until I feel comfortable with okay. None of this is going to be a part of my situation. Whatever exactly. you're exactly, people will be like, I really, you know, it was smaller than I thought, and the measurements are like right there, you know. Yep, <laughs> that kind of stuff, and then I think, all right, well, I'm satisfied with that, and I don't really care, you know. Exactly,
0: a- I do the same with Amazon. I'll look at the five star, and then I look at the one stars,
1: right? And it's right. the same
0: thing. So you know, and I think that that a lot of us do that just naturally. And we just have to be okay with that. You know, if you get a one star, oh, well, better luck next time, you know, like, yeah. look at it as what are my, what are my strengths? And what are my opportunities? And if you read the review, and it, it wasn't that great. But if you read the review, and you think, you know what, that that situation, there was nothing else I could do. I, mm-hmm. I did my best. And and you just keep moving forward, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah, I had a client one time. It's the only time this has ever happened to me. But, um, you know, the relationship had just unraveled, right? There was just nothing more I could do. Um, From the client perspective, like there was a big struggle with professional (laughs) communication and like still being polite. And I, it was a client I really wanted to keep and I just could not. There was, because we had, you know, Middle of the night, like freaking oh, out, no. like that, you know, like some boundary issues, and um, and they said uh, if there was a place to publicly review you, I would and go, you know, and they kind of like threatened. Oh, geez yeah, things, right? And I was like, so, of four years, I had this one situation where I knew I had done everything, and I thought, man, it was. I was thinking this conversation, like what if I had already started a Facebook page, you know, and I'm thinking, well, I would have just said, Hey, I'm sorry. You're, you know, bummed out. Like, I, cause I didn't leave anything hanging. I finished the project, right. but their perception was because I finished this portion and I was saying, okay, we're going to have to part ways that yep. I, and I sent them referral, you know, names to go check out that might've been, that were different personalities from me, but had the same skill set. Sure. Um, you know, Their perception was because they would have still used me in the future, I was leaving them, but nothing was undone, you know? So I wouldn't have been able to say, I'm glad that we finished this portion of your project and I wish you the best in the rest of the, you know, stuff that you're going to launch. It was not an easy thing for me just because I was sort of holding my ground. It was not something I relished going through at all. So I think, yeah, you can respond to them, but not too much. I don't think it takes too many words, you know? Right, right review yeah but you know it's uh it's one of those things that's that's tough rare but tough
0: yep and and like you said you know you did all you could and and that's the hard part especially for people like us who actually care about the customer and are going above and beyond to provide resources to Mm -hmm. go to the next level i had a friend that did the same thing recently where she she got a full-time job and she had to take it for her health and for her family and everything. And before she did though, she made sure that all of her current clients from her freelance business were taken care of. She Mm -hmm. made sure that they had plenty of time that they were getting to the right people, given what they needed. And Mm -hmm. she still got backlash. And it's like from, from one that was supposed to be a friend and it's like, wait a minute, I just went above and beyond for you and I'm getting I'm getting my uh, my life together and being in a better place so that I'm not always stressed out and you're upset because I referred you to somebody who can take care of you the way I did like
1: Yeah, you know, it's t- I had a similar experience cuz I um a lo- I mean obviously I've brought up my son a lot. It's yeah. a huge part of what I do. I struggled with infertility for several years. I was not well when I was pregnant. My son was in the NICU. He had surgery when he was 10 months old, but he's a year and a half now. We're like just starting to kind of breathe and like relax and like, okay, you know, I have this business and this baby and now life is fun. (laughs) But for halfway through my pregnancy, I was not well. And I had, I worked from bed for the rest of my pregnancy, which I would not have been able to do. And you know, my family's finances would have looked a lot differently without this business, but um, I, you know, the, the, one of the, you know, VA, uh, companies that I mentioned where they are subcontracting out to you. Oh, yeah. I was honest about, I have to pull back on my workload cause I'm ill. Um, and you know, gave all the projects were done, gave all the passwords, all the notes, trained the people that came in, you know, and I'm like, trying not honestly trying not to lose this baby i tried to have for like three years the conversation like unraveled right and and at one point through the conversation i finally had to say you know there is like a person on the other end of the phone you know there this is this people business is people right i mean it's like a living thing and this is not i'm a pretty conscientious person this is not something that's easy for me to say like i can't continue with these projects you've out to me right um but i'm not well and you know i think it's understanding what is real like for me i was gonna do everything i could do to make sure my baby was okay. Right. Which is like way more important than like someone's Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean if we just put everything back into perspective. You know, yep. but I understand I understand what was happening, you know, on their end. It's just not a, it's not an easy thing. But it all like goes back to that Seth Godin thing of like just operating with as much empathy as we can. Yep. Um, you know, and for me what that translated into was sharing the passwords, training the people who came in. Being uh, giving as much notice as I could right? that all yep. was was a part of what I was trying to do toward empathy. I think if everybody in a situation walks as close we can, you know, toward that empathetic goal, which I think just answered world peace also. Yeah. Probably, um, that's like the problem in life, you know, is forgetting that there are people and we're all just trying to be people and like make the most out of our 80 years on the planet.
0: it's so true and and that's the reason why we are trying to do our business right and to help Mm -hmm. others build their business uh, the way it should be where you are putting the customer first and you're thinking about the real person behind the name behind the Mm -hmm. phone behind the screen and you know that's all we can do is just keep connecting and sharing
1: you know I think um, yeah, I, ha- I had a new client uh, recently signed on this summer from a referral and, uh, social media, you know, content curation and they were like super happy in the beginning. And then all of a sudden they didn't like how I was interpreting the directives, right? They didn't like what I was sourcing. Yeah. And, and so me writing back and saying, whoa, 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 like, let me, you know, I'm going to fix this. Here's the rationale for why I chose those articles or this thing or whatever, you know, this goal that you said you wanted to share content about this that's where i was pulling it from so i explained the rationale said i need you to know that this is like a big deal to me it's as big of a deal to me as it is to you and we're going to solve this together you know it just like Which diffuses is. the situation i think when people when people hear you say i care about you i'm not trying to like mallet it in you know and just throw stuff up on your facebook page i you know, I made a, you know, I had a rationale behind it, like I said, and it just missed the mark for whatever reason. Um, and still like a couple years in, I can still not do something so, so perfectly and interpret their hopes and dreams, but you right. still are, you know, and now like, you know, it's all solved, right? It was just a couple conversations I'm like, oh yeah, sure, we'll do that instead. Um, instead of it like unraveling into this thing, you just remembering that there are people and remembering to say, you know I care about you
0: it's just so simple yep it's so true <laughs> oh, God. let me ask you before I let you go let me ask you um, what's one piece of advice you would give someone who's just thinking about starting out or who is still fairly new to entrepreneurship
1: you know Oh boy. I think a couple I have two things that I can't decide which one is more important. Yeah I, think I I have said a couple times that self-awareness, being honest with yourself, asking other people, you know, like you and I are talking, like finding someone in a Facebook group that you are safe with and can answer honestly to each other, that you can look at each other's stuff and look at each other's situations, um, because your goal should be. To always get better and so that takes sometimes saying like i just said i didn't hit the mark you know last month or whatever and so just being that doesn't mean i'm not good at my job <laughs> right. you know? like i think being okay to say that um and that takes practice that has taken uh is that a word right that's a word yeah. uh, it sounded weird for a second that has has been something i had to practice um is saying, I am still good at my job, but this thing needs to be tightened up. Um, And it's just a continuous process. I think that is big. I think also like it can be done. It really, really can be done. If you are, you know, doing something that you like doing, or at least that you're good at maybe, you know. Yep. Social media management is not your end all passion, but the other things that you do all day that that it affords you to do. Are you passionate? You know, and I have to say, when I, when I knew I was never going to work for somebody else again, this is like going to get real heavy. But I have to tell you that my mom's sister had a couple different forms of cancer, and she was like terribly sick. And I was working from home. Uh, I had left nonprofit sector because I was in like refugee resettlement. It was very emotionally heavy, and I needed a little bit of a break. And sure. I was in, um, I was in uh, like a for-profit business remote work. And my husband and I like moved into my mom's house, her sister moved in and I worked, you know, gave her 22 different like medications, you know, uh, every two hours and like around the clock. And this remote job allowed me to give her her dying wish, which was to not be in a facility, to be at home with her family. And that, and I don't mean to be like dramatic, but I, I, she's watching like court TV and I'm sitting next to her, you know, she's laying in her bed. I'm in her little, you know, medical chair that stands all the way up. You know, that one of those, I was sitting over there with my laptop, like remoting in and the company was flexible, eternally grateful for, for that flexibility, but realizing, um, okay. You know how Sheryl Sandberg says, like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? I knew the minute she passed away like this can happen and i can you know support my family in 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 these other ways that are not you know quantifiable yeah. um to to people you know that are just that have different measurements than me because i work part-time my income is a full-time income on part-time work but could it be more, could it be double? Sure, but I'm home with my son. And so some people would say I'm not successful, but I'm incredibly proud of what I've been able to do because I've had other situations in my family where people have been sick. My, like I said, my son was yep. in NICU, surgery, my mom's had surgery, and I've just, you know, ran a company through those situations and I am the, the point person for those situations. To me, there's no higher calling than that than serving people around me. So it, you you can do it, you yep. can and you can you can do the other things that you really want to be doing. Even though I like storytelling, you know, you can be doing the other things that are higher.
0: And, and that you nailed it right there because again, I'm the I'm I'm the same way to be honest. I I don't want a ton of client work. Not because I don't like my clients. I love my clients. I have fantastic people that come to me and I want to help support them and do more mm-hmm. for them but at the same time I don't want to be so overworked with doing things that I can't separate my time and have me time and or family time or friend time or right. be able to go off and do free workshops and really engage with people in Facebook groups and help make a difference to a lot more people you know yeah. and-, and still
1: empathy you know going back to that being able to serve the people well like not overbooking yourself so that you're not making promises you can't keep
0: exactly exactly so i it totally makes sense and that's what i try to remind people is that you don't want everyone as a client because one they're not all going to be the right fit for you and two you don't want to be so overbooked that you don't have time to breathe because Mm -hmm. once you're down everything's down
1: yeah i know it i know i am so jazzed by this conversation <laughs> i think this is you know i haven't really verbalized out loud how much aunt lulu um you know i i mean my family knows how yeah. much that means to my business but i haven't you know i haven't told many people that out loud i think sometimes we kind of think like if we talk too much real then it's a little dramatic but um I feel like reminded about why I'm in business. Look at that.
0: Yes. I love it. And that's, that's what it's all about. Having those conversations and just being able to share it because it is, it's, it's intimidating, especially online to open up. I think the society's getting better about that in terms of share your real stories because people actually want to hear them. Mm -hmm. but It is very hard to open up, especially if you're, it in the in the midst of it because you you don't want to say the wrong thing and you don't want people to look at you like not the expert because you're dealing with this problem that technically you're supposed to be helping them fix or whatever like I don't know if that makes sense but you know what I mean it's like it's so hard and so it's so freeing to be able to just say listen I know my stuff but guess what this happened And then blah, blah, blah. And then you get all these comments later that are like, You're a real person. Oh, I thought I was the only one. And then you feel so much better because you're like, I was so stressed about posting this. But in fact, it's what everyone wanted to hear because they needed to know they were okay too.
1: Right. You know, I think sometimes too, I I don't, I have felt in the past like I don't want people to think that I'm uh, using those situations like, Gain, right? Because right. there's like there's nothing to gain. Like you know, my son had surgery. It is what it is. I don't want people to think I'm manipulating the situation or something. Right. You know what I mean? To to kind of like selling out my aunt or whatever. But it just is a part of the story. I think as we surround ourselves with the right people, you are able to do both. You know, run a business and talk about the real stuff.
0: Yep, I agree. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes forward slash podcast. Over there, you will find a list of all the previous episodes and bonus material for each guest. I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast and please be sure to leave a review in iTunes and subscribe so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together we can make it happen and like I always say teamwork equals success so go out there and do something great because why not?